Welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com. Hello and welcome to this week's show. My name is Moira O'Brien and this week in something quite different to our usual show, we're bringing you the very first show that was aired on Irish Radio International on the 12th of November 2014, nearly five years ago. We've come a long way since then. And just Enjoy. Just to emphasise, since you are back with us, this show is really dedicated to Toastmasters. And as Toastmasters, particularly when you get to um, the level of officerships and stuff like that, we are here to serve you, the member. And what we want you to do is we want you to get in touch with us. We want you to tell us what you want to hear on this talk about talkers. This is what we want, and this really is what Toastmasters is all about. And it's significant that this is our first show, because this is the 90th anniversary of the organisation set up by Ralph C. Smedley in 1924, 22nd of October, which which isn't in the too far distant past. So we would like you to share stories with us. We would like you to put your hand up to say, yeah, you want to come on here and you want to be a star. And I'm going to hand you back to Sharon. Oh, and I'm going to ask Sharon, what does she think of that? 1924, Sharon, Ralph C. Smedley. Did he realise what he was getting into when he set up this worldwide... Obviously, it wasn't a worldwide organisation when he set it up. He set it up for business people because he wanted them... And businessmen, let me emphasise that, it was businessmen. He wanted them to become better communicators. Ladies weren't introduced until the 1950s. Comments? It's hard to... No idea where this is going. <laughs> that is brilliant. I'm not sure, listeners, if you heard that. But this is we are not doing this. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we oh, are. Oh, all right. Okay. We're still recording. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I love it. This is the impromptu part of it. This is brilliant because sometimes I, I allow my imagination to just cascade away on its own and then I look to Sharon and say what do you think and Sharon says I have no idea where this is going and this is what Toastmasters is all about I should actually start addressing you as Mr Topics Master and say yes. thank you very much for introducing that topic I kn- <laughs> and I would proceed to babble on for several minutes saying absolutely nothing and can I just say to all the Toastmasters that are listening if Ted is in your part of the world and he asks to come along to your club don't offer him the role of Topics Master because <laughs> he's taken the impromptu thing far too seriously. But to get back to the topic at hand, Mr. Topics Master, I'm not sure that Ralph C. Smedley had this kind of a vision in his head when he started. I think he was very focused on the things that were very close to him and very close to his heart. He saw a need and he saw a niche and I think he was very heart driven when he started this organisation and as well as focusing on businessmen and the communication skills, he, he came originally from the YMCA background and helping young men to communicate. So I don't think that he saw this coming. And you're now looking at an organisation that is 313,000 odd members worldwide in over 1300 clubs, I think, in over 200 countries. And that is that's a huge organisation and that is a huge journey in only 90 years to have spread all across the entire globe from one little 
YMCA house in California. But I think that is testament to the power of Toastmasters, the power of the growth and the development that it offers, and also the altruistic nature of Toastmasters. It is, after all, a voluntary organisation and membership is very, very cheap when you compare it to any other style or mode of learning. And it is driven, as you said earlier, by officers who are there to serve the members and serve the clubs. And it's that altruistic, voluntary nature of it that I think makes it so powerful and also so easy to transfer and translate across the globe because that altruistic nature, that service leadership model that Toastmasters uses is all over the world. It is in people and service leadership, which is what we take on as officers, is something that you dedicate yourself to and something that you believe in. And when you have that level of belief and passion for what you were doing, like we were talking about earlier, you can't not grow it from there. So, no, I don't think he saw this coming. I'd say he's probably very, very proud. But when you look at it from 90 years on, the nature of it makes this level of growth and success kind of inevitable, really. Fantastic. Fantastic answer, Sharon. God, yeah, thanks for the history lesson. That was absolutely brilliant. And you know, Sharon is, is here with me today as co-host, but it, it sounds more like that she's my first guest because I've been asking questions and she is just... What kind of an answer was that there, for instance? A history lesson. She called me Mr. Topics Master. But if I got that kind of an answer in my topics session, I know where the blue ribbon would be going every time. <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. I mean, you're a wealth of information. And even earlier on when you were speaking about being area governor last year, and you did mention that sometimes um, life gets in the way of Toastmasters, the you know, just listening to you, I thought, I was thinking it should be the other way around, that Toastmasters probably gets in the way of life, particularly when you are really <laughs> consumed by Toastmasters. I mean, you had four clubs to look after, mm -hmm. and you spoke about mentoring the officers in those clubs, mm -hmm. and you obviously went to visit most of their yes. meetings yes. on a weekly or a fortnightly basis. Where and, and as well as that, then you look after a house, you look after a job. How in the name of God, what kind of a battery do you run on? <laughs> and now you're just reminding me that I have absolutely no life at all. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look yeah, at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, it's like I said, you know, when you're passionate about something, it just it just drives you. And what I found, particularly as area governor and this year now as assistant division governor, it's not that it drains energy from me, but rather that I get energised by it because I have yet to come away from a Toastmasters meeting without learning something. And whether it's something small, like a new twist on a topic that I thought I knew something about or an introduction, a full introduction to something completely new for me or even a turn of phrase that somebody would use or an answer that they give in topics that makes you look at yourself or look at the world in a slightly different way. I have yet to come away from a meeting without some little gem of information and that then gives me the energy to keep on going and makes me want to keep coming back and again interacting with officers who are in that service leadership role it is so amazing to see their passion and their commitment to their club and to their members and to Toastmasters in general. And there's an awful lot of work goes into being on a committee and particularly when it comes to contributing to the area level, like organising contests and stuff like that. 
it is so fantastic to interact with people who are passionate about what they do, who love what they're doing. And that, like I said, just energizes me and keeps me going. But yeah, I could probably do other things with my time as well. <laughs> no, but I, I think that was a marvelous <laughs> answer as well. And you know, one of the things I like about Toastmasters is that you're not long in Toastmasters and mm. you're asked, will you take on a role? Yeah. For instance, my first role was Sergeant at Arms. And I think I've been doing that for three years. I, in fact, I, I, I said to myself, the only thing they can see in me is a sergeant at arms. But however, I learned to progress on. And, and I really appreciated that. And, and that gives you confidence as you go on. And how I started in Toastmasters was I was presented with um, a little bit of a dilemma because I was losing my job after being 26 years with one organisation. And I can remember when I decided on what I wanted to do I said the first thing anyway was I'm going to have to learn how to communicate. So I decided I would go to a Toastmasters meeting. And I walked in one night into Blarney Toastmasters and I met a gentleman by the name of Owen McCarthy. He introduced himself, he shook hands with me. He said, who asked you to come along here? And I said, nobody asked me. I just happened to see a flyer up in the dentists about coming along to Toastmasters on a Tuesday night. And next door, and got all excited, and he was pumping the fist, pumping the air, and all the rest. Yes, he says, I put those flyers up, <laughs> and, and I was smiling and laughing to myself, and I was saying, but the reason you put them up is because you wanted people like me to walk in off the street, didn't you? He says, yeah, but most people, when they come to Toastmasters, they're brought in by somebody else. So I thought that was great, and obviously, Owen thought it was great as well. And and Sharon, you said something there, actually, in your response to my question to you about when you go to Toastmasters, you learn every day. And again, you know, I'm I'm getting these all these things into my head. I got a lovely little saying from you. Gandhi said one time, or Gandhi did say, that you should live every day as if it's your last day. And you should learn every day as if you're going to live forever. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.